0: Go so here, there, and everywhere, everywhere with Jeff Blair. Jeff Blair. Subscribe to podcasts of the Jeff Blair Show at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher, Sportsnet 590 The Fan, on demand.
1: Going in for the shot and It's game
0: day. Austin Matthews wins the game! Getting you ready for Leafs Bruins Game 7. Tavares with a hat trick! This is the Leafs Morning Skate. It's Marner. Sportsnet 590, the fan. All right, it is indeed Leafs morning skate. Jeff Blair, Sean Mathias, Andre DeVoe. Game 7 tonight, Leafs Bruins, gentlemen. Is that
1: tonight? Yeah. <laughs> Just get up front underneath the rock.
2: Okay, let's go right to the point. Who you got and why? Mathias. Leafs. Leafs in seven is what I predicted before the season, and this is the game that Matthew cements his legacy of being the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Next wow, season.
1: that's a big. That's yeah. I, I want to say I, I'm just my, my heart's going to go ahead of my brain. I'm going to say Leafs, but I, I, I. It's hard to bet against a home team, the, the home team, you know, uh, mm-hmm. in Game Seven. But I'm going to say Toronto tonight.
0: I'm going to say Toronto. It's going to be four-one. I'm not even certain 4-1. it's going to be close. It all depends. I'm not I, certain it's going to be close.
1: I mean, we we can analyze this all we want, but obviously, Freddie Anderson, to Rask, the two main keys, and then power plays. My opinion. You yeah, they whoever, whichever power play shows up tonight, I think it's going to take this.
0: If you're the Leafs, you really want the referees to do what they usually do in Game Seven tonight.
1: <laughs> yeah. You really
0: just want to just leave the leave the whistles in the dressing room. You 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 want that?
1: Well, I I think the Leafs are better off if it becomes a. With the way Anderson's been playing, if they start trading chances a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, R- Rask to me, uh, even though he played a decent last game, he still looks shaky to me. Yeah. He still he doesn't look like overly confident. Anderson, when he comes down, even when they get a great chance, it, it surprises me if the puck goes in the net. Uh, yeah. Every chance against Rask, I'm like, oh, well, here we go. Or, you know, so. yeah, he looks a lot more calm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I think if you're the, the Leafs, you could get away with trading a few more chances. I, I know it's the opposite of what Babcock would want. He's mm-hmm. going to want to sit back, but I, th- I think you could be a little bit more offensive. How much
0: pressure is on Mike Babcock going into this game? I think there's more pressure on him than anybody else in the Leafs. Um, you know, Tavares hasn't had a great series in terms of getting on the scoreboard. But he's been noticeable. I, th- I think Matthews, Matthews has got a quarter of m- as many hits in the series that he had all year. Uh Freddie Anderson, I don't think there's any doubt anymore about Freddie Anderson. Uh you know, Mike Babcock as as, as many gold medals as he has, his record in game seven isn't great.
2: And I, I think there's a lot on him in this game. I really do. I agree. He's lost his team a few years in a row now. Mm-hmm. It's a big question. How is he gonna respond? How is he gonna get this team going? They're in uh visiting barn and uh yeah and to lose have, to the same coach on the other side yeah that must with, be frustrating you know, eh? with the
0: same coach and now you've got oh by the way now you've got john tavares the the hottest free agent in a long time and your goaltenders played great
1: and you have a 72 point morgan riley
0: and you have a 72 point yeah. defense. Like yeah. my question to mike babcock would be if you
2: can't win with this group who are you going to win with it's easy to win when you have all the best players in canada playing for you or you walk <laughs> into a Detroit Red Wings uh, locker room that's been uh, stocked and uh, ready to win since they had um, their previous coach Bowman. And uh, yeah. so, yeah, this is definitely a big question for him. I think this cements his legacy too as a coach. I mean, uh, if they get past this game. We'll all be praising him and talking about how great he is. But if they lose tonight, I mean, we all seen the question marks from. Uh, past players in Detroit and stuff, saying how they felt about him and stuff. So let's see if he can win with this team that he's built up from the ground up.
1: <laughs> Zero hero. I guess that's it. Huh? Yeah. What uh,
0: What does he need to do in Game 7 tonight? Like, uh, you know, I, I asked Gary Roberts this question, about what do you like to see from a coach in Game 7? Do you like to see him gamble a bit? Uh, do you like to see him, you know, pull all all stops out to win a game, or do you like to see kind of the more steadying influence uh, from the coach? I mean, I don't think
2: you want a guy to coach like his hair is on fire. No. Play, your, play your big dogs, though. Yeah, I mean, Look I, at Matthews. Like you said, he had four hits last yeah. game. When was the last time he had four hits, two block shots, went in, in the circle? I mean, he has he's been scoring. He was so a beast in the third. Let him just game. keep going. Play yeah. the heck out of him.
1: Yeah, I, I expect that the big dogs. If, if I could picture perfect, I'd want the big dogs being – too tired to even give an interview mm-hmm. after the game. I, I want them to be huffing and puffing. And I'd, I'd like to see maybe alternate, you know, as much as I like Gauthier, uh, you know, maybe alternate a, a centerman on the fourth line every now and then mm-hmm. take turns between Matthews and Tavares because there, there's literally nothing to save it for. And, and win or lose, you, you have to, you know, if you're going to lose, you have to lose with your best players on the ice, put your best foot forward. And I'd also like to see, you know, I'm a big uh, – I respect the veterans, obviously, and, um, you know, a guy like Marlowe. you know, he's earned his spot. But at the same time, I would like to see maybe – Ennis and Moore uh, get some shifts on the third with Nylander, especially if it's a tighter game, yep, because they're about to say that. they're way more uh, they they're more effective give than William, Brown. Yeah, give yeah.
0: Nylander some speed to it, play Yeah, with. exactly. Give him some speed. One well, Ennis, especially early in the game. I would do it early. Give him some speed early in the game. See
1: how they react. Ennis is dangerous. He he doesn't get much ice, but he still he creates and he he's uh, he, he provides energy. And you need big uh, you know uh, players that usually aren't the heroes to step up, especially in a game seven. That's the type of guy I could see potting one or, or a big goal, given the opportunity, him or more. So I, I hope they do. I, I'm not holding my breath. You know, I know Mike Babcock's a little stubborn or from what I've seen so far, but um, I hope guys like that get an opportunity because they sure deserve it with the way they've been playing.
0: Yeah, I, w- I was going to say, you know, you mentioned Patrick Marlowe as well, and I don't want to turn it into hammering Patrick Marleau, but he got more power play time than John Tavares did. Um, and the power plays have been limited in this in 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 this in this series i get that but he's still got 17 minutes ice time he got more ice time than zach hyman did Um, he got more ice time than andreas uh did again i understand that that he's um you know an important part of your your culture and everything but patrick marvel is enough of a veteran to realize what's going
1: on well, and it, it, it's a, and it's a game seven and there, there's no more friends in game seven there's no loyalty you, you just have to win you 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 you're either uh you're either in or you're out so whoever's going you play them exactly there, there's no there's no friends there's no it doesn't matter what kind of money you make game seven's game seven and quote and co- you know especially if you played you know that if, if, if a guy who's lower than you in the lineup's going you're hey it's it's your turn tonight you go that's it
0: um, before the last game, Bruce Cassidy, the Bruins head coach said he wanted to see less quote, less frickin' thinking and more frickin' playing on the part of his, the part of his team was, was, was there anything, anything noticeably different about the Bruins in that, in that game, yeah, other than the fact they get the power play and they, they strangle, they take a stranglehold in the game. But did you see the Bruins do anything different in game six that would, that would explain why they were so, why they were so dominant for what, 30, 35 minutes of that
1: game? Well, they, they played with desperation. You could tell. You could tell. Their game yeah, you, you could tell one team was facing elimination, and in that second period, I that was the best we've seen them play all series. The, the second period in Game Six, I, I Bruce thought, Cassidy
0: thought said he thought that that might be the best. He, he 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 came this close to saying that might be the best I can get out of this group.
1: Oh, the, after the game, well, they they looked. It looked for a little bit. The Leafs came on the last maybe two three minutes with some zone time, but. There's a few times I was watching, taking notes, and I'd look back up, and I'd have to look to see if there was a power play clock because I thought mm-hmm. that and and it was five on five, but the uh, Bruins looked like they were on a power play. Um, but then the Leafs in the third period did give it back a little bit. So I, I think this is this is it's either going to go two ways. Both teams are just going to be late, and I think it's I think it's going to be like this with Cassidy and 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 uh, Babcock as coach. Both teams are going to wait for the other to make a mistake mm-hmm. and try to be opportunistic. But I could see it. I, I think it would play better in the Leafs' favor if they trade chances, you know, because I think they I I really feel like uh, Freddie Anderson's a lot better than Rask right now, and if if you just you know the the Bruins have some scoring, the Leafs have a plethora of scoring.
2: I don't think Babs is going to be saying before the game though. Let's trade. Let's chances. trade chances. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: absolutely not. But but all right, I, guys. I think let's one go out for one. Trade one. Chances. <laughs> <laughs> everything we talked about. Uh, that's what I would
0: do. The past two years, everything I've been telling you is wrong. <laughs> Just go out and trade chances. Let's see what happens. Freddie, God love you, man. It's all. It's all on.
2: It's all on your shoulders. It's been a crazy playoff. So like home ice has not really mattered, mattered. for all. Like every every
0: series. Nothing's right? mattered. It's the freaking crazy. Freaking regular season standings haven't mattered. I can't and believe
1: even. Nashville lost last night. Whose bracket is still intact? I I, want to see somebody's winning bracket this year because they deserve a handshake. Does anybody have Columbus
0: winning? Stu, yeah, <laughs> yeah Stewie, um,
1: my st- shout out to Stewie right now. Yeah, <laughs> well, I think he, he went out on the limb and said gift. Columbus
0: is going to win the cup, didn't he? There's something. No, like that. he said it's,
1: they're going to make the Stanley Cup finals. The Stanley Cup yeah. finals. But but Washington like is going in a game seven. That's a yeah. coin flip too. Now you know the, who who's going to take the East? Who who knows? You know. But nobody nobody could have predicted any of this. Winnipeg's gone. That we were just talking before we we came in here. My two picks from the the West were Winnipeg. Um, and San Jose, both, both done now. And well, then, San Jose's yeah. not done yet. They got a Game Seven. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, but Game they, Seven. They, they could, yeah. but uh, they they possibly could be done.
0: If right? it, and and this is the thing, you know, going into Game Seven, if you're if you're a Leafs fan, you know, if you lose this game, and Washington goes on to lose to Carolina, which is a possibility, you know, here here you are. You spent all year talking about how unfair the playoffs have been. You're eliminated, and it's and and you don't have Tampa Bay to worry about. You don't have yep. Washington to worry about. Yep. Like, I mean, you want to, you know, you want you want to see des- desperation, or you want to see people who are upset.
1: But don't you think this is God. so much better for the NHL as a whole? Absolutely. You know, let's get this trade deadline stuff where we're hey, we're going to trade away everything to to rebuild for another five years. Uh, Look at Columbus. They have a chance. I hope they go to the finals yeah. because look at what they they took. Tortorella's job. Tortorella put his job on the line. Let's be so honest. So did they, Kekalina. Yeah, they, I don't know. I mean, I, I've got to go back. I don't know
0: how many times a general manager in any sport has gone all chips in. I mean, Alex Anthopoulos did it with Toronto, but uh, with, with the Blue Jays. But that's that's kind of different than what. Than 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 what Columbus did. Well, I believe you know they doubled down, thing, for yeah, sure. they, they doubled, doubled down. down they yeah. basically said, "We know that we've got two guys who
2: won't be back next year. We're going to keep them." If you got a number one goalie like that, you, you double down. Yeah, yeah,
1: right. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. But it, it's but
2: they're a heavy team like the Islanders. It's showing like that heaviness is back, right? Yeah, kind of like you always see out of the West, but. Now the east two teams that are doing better than anyone would have thought at the beginning of the season they're two heavy teams well I, th- I think we're we're seeing that they both know how to play uh, play heavy
0: effectively they both yeah, know how to play with it within skill and confines yeah. of the rules
1: well and i think we're seeing that what wins in the season doesn't translate yet to playoffs it's mm-hmm. like there's two different styles of play and all the teams that were great in the season It's not translating so well to the style of play in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I still think there are, you know, there are times in almost every playoff game, there are times where and and Gary Roberts talked a bit about this, there are times where you you realize that sort of that traditional fourth line has its place. Even if it's just for one shift or, 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 or two. There there's still there's still room for that in the game. Energy energy energy
1: Uh, leafs fourth line has been um a factor not so much um not so much scoring but momentum wise uh you you see it in boston will be taking it to them and then they'll throw the Leafs fourth line they'll have a pretty good cycle shift create something next thing you know matthews line comes out and does the same they're in the zone for a minute. that that stuff's really important especially if you're on the bench you feel like you're on your heels uh a good shift in the offensive zone kind of turns the tide. Well, look at the Leafs' hits, though.
2: I mean, they're hitting way more than they did all season. It's yeah. been crazy. Like, all, up and down the lineup, every single guy is just finishing every check, and they they're have more hits than the Boston Bruins. After game two, we were talking about how don't be the Boston Bruins, but all series, they've been very physical, and it's, it's been effective.
1: I, I will say that, though, I thought – Boston's top three, four defensemen had their best game of the oh. series last game. I, I, I I'm, I'm cringing. Brandon Carlo was, he looked, a, a he beast. was a beast. Yeah. He, he played, he played really well. Debrus or, um, um, who's the Krug, uh, looked unbelievable. He, he's looked good every game. He's so noticeable. He's so shifty, yeah. but I thought that was his best game. Uh, you know, Ch- Chara looks steady. He he still looks a little shaky at times, but he's there. He's playing big minutes as a twenty-two. He's still yeah forty-two yeah, now forty. Minutes. Yeah, he's forty years old or whatever. Crazy. It's it's crazy. But the boys told me in Slovakia he has a crazy crazy workout. Which uh, he's from where I played last year yeah. in Slovakia and skates every single day for two months. Power skating really? every, every single day in the summer. Just skates to an hour and a half in the. You know, they say it's crazy, but that's the way he is. He's one of those guys that can't miss a day.
0: And he drives you mad because he is a guy. It's he, funny, you, you talk about the way the NHL is played now. You would think Zdeno Char would be a guy that, that would be the focal point of every referee because of how big he is, how yeah. much he reaches out and everything. And he, he I know he drives Lease fans nuts because there isn't a least fan out there who isn't convinced that he gets away with stuff his- just by virtue of his...
1: Well, he's he's bigger. I mean, I I was a bigger guy, and there's just sometimes it's not fair. You're you're in a corner, and a guy just hits your elbow. I you know you're well, yeah. You're, if you're, you're six getting, nine, chances yeah, yeah. are pretty good a five ten forward's going to hit your elbow. So right? I I feel like the refs have to take that in consideration. He has to get some leeway because technically, if he if he goes in a corner, a guy like Tyler Ennis, mm-hmm. you could probably call. You probably find something to call literally every time. So I uh, I was I was. Questioning though is his penalty last game that you know the least first goal and um you know I wasn't sure that uh, there's a few calls I questioned last game him the Dermot penalty, the Gautier the one the one they got on uh coil for Gautier. Mm-hmm. you know I, I thought the refs got a little too involved there's too many question marks at least on my my note sheet you know, so I'd like to see the refs stay out of it a little bit, yeah i I don't know. I, I we had a lot of
0: people on the text line talk about the officiating in the series. I I just tend to think that you know what if the Leafs killed off some of those power plays people wouldn't be people wouldn't be complaining about the officiating. You complain about the officiating when your team's allowing power play goals. Which and and I wanted to ask I wanted to ask you guys this because there there was a lot of talk about this uh, some of the panels uh, in the last game the Bruins power play and. How they seem to focus on getting a lot of puck movement down low, down around the net, whether it's beside the net, behind the net, um, as opposed to simply throwing it
2: back and shooting, throwing it back and shooting. Is that, Sean,
0: is that something you've noticed? Is that more noticeable on the part of the Bruins than other teams?
2: Well, they've been together for a long time too, right? So they know how to click with one another. They shoot for a lot of rebounds and they have guys set up on the other like so, if you shoot for like that low pad or something, mm-hmm. they always seem to have guys on those angles. Like the crew goal, for example. I mean, it was yeah. just a rebound, and he's right there. And uh, you got uh, Pasternak on the other side making things happen. But yeah, they they throw it through the seam quite a bit. They got good movement. They've been together for a while. A lot of those guys. So the chemistry is there. The Leafs. I mean, look at some of the shots they have. They don't have a lot of one timer shots there. They have a lot of good releases, but it's it's just a different setup.
1: Yeah, I would like tonight on the Bruins power play, I'd like to see the Leafs go at them a little bit more. I think I think they res- give them too much respect. And the talent they have on that Bruins first power play, if you give those guys time, if you give Brad Marchand or, or Pasternak a time and space, they're going to make a play. I'd r- I rather, I rather go at them, use your speed, go at them, force them to make two or three good pl- uh, mm-hmm. passes in a row and get a good shot. I think last game I thought... Uh, they they let, they almost let, there was one time, Mar, I think it was Marchand and Coyle. They were, they were passing back and forth and Coyle could have just taken the puck to the net. They were giving him so, them both so much respect that Coyle could have just stuffed it. You know, I, I'd rather see them go, go straight at him, make, make, a make them take a point shot or something. Let, let Anderson make the save. Yeah, but if you
2: go too, too quickly at them, that's when you open up those lanes and that's yeah. when they start passing yeah. through the seam. But, but
1: they're, they're fine. Like last game, they were finding those seams anyway. You know, they're they're just in that box and, and they're you want to
2: keep it tight against a yeah. like that. I don't think yeah. you want to go full out.
1: Mm, I, I would say I, I think the leaf's bread and butter is speed. And I think I think once Boston gets absolutely set up, then you have to box. But I think they show them the, the Bruins enter the zone and I think they just let them get set up uh, too quick. When when something when a guy's on his backhand or it's not a 100% control, I would like to see the Leafs like, take a chance and try to create a battle. I
2: don't think you want to take a chance game seven, though, when you haven't done it all year. They yeah. play pretty – the puck's going to move – a good power play, the puck moves quicker than – you can move then mm-hmm. you can skate yeah. right so yeah that's the I old mean, line you, right you can't you can never outskate yeah, yeah. Back. so if and yeah. they move it well they've been together like i said for years this this yeah. this core group on this power play so if you start chasing things i mean you're gonna get out of position they're gonna pick you apart
1: i think they're gonna pick but that that's my thing you 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 look at last game i think they got picked apart being in position so so it, it's mm. you know i think you're dam- damned if you do damned if you don't but but it, it it's uh um, I, I rather see them be aggressive and get some pucks out. Not let them, you know, kind. Of, you know how it is when you're on the power play and guys pressure you, and a couple of times you lose the puck, and you know that that might ruin you for the night, where where your your confidence is a little shaky. When they when that Bruins power play feels like uh, the, the pucks moving around, they're getting chances. You could see the confidence go up. You could see Pasternak's confidence go up, and they start trying these seam passes that are working. But I, you're
2: not going to change things in game seven like you gotta I, you gotta you gotta,
1: you gotta I, I yes yeah you're right you're right you i, I guess you gotta go with you eyeballs you did and with, but, butts right if yeah. you see
2: the guys if the guy's facing you he's, you can make eye contact with him you gotta respect him you gotta stay in your shot lane you gotta stay within the dots you can't go too far out there because that's when you'll make a play but well, if you got his backside uh facing you that's when playing for babcock well, that's when you're aggressive on the puck that's when you're forcing the guy to make a mistake because Obviously he's not seeing everything, right? He's got no he doesn't have eyeballs in the back of his head. Well,
1: I was always taught that if you see a guy in his backhand, that's when you you, you know, if a guy doesn't have like a hundred percent, there's a few times last game where I thought Marchant turned, he was you know, it was a bad pass or he's just getting the puck off the dump and he turned. turn, he'd have the puck on his back. You'd only be able to make a play on his backhand. But he can make those
2: plays. I, Look at the he pass can, track goal and yes, game. Yes, he
1: can, but I would rather see somebody force him, make, make him make a great pass than than. Let him turn around, get back on his forehand, and get set up, and then they're in their zone for a minute and a half with four great a's.
0: You know, I think one of the things too that needs to be mentioned about the Leafs' penalty kill is you know, I'm looking at the players who are out there. I mean, you've got Ron Hainsey and Nikita Zaitsev out there. I think Zaitsev, Zaitsev almost two and a half minutes. Same with Hainsey, uh, killing penalties. Look, Zaitsev has not been the worst player in the ice this series. He's actually – he's had he's had a couple of games where I thought he was pretty good. But but that, to me, is where the, the weakness with this least penalty kill is. is well, you've got two guys who are are, are – I'm not going to say slow, but you've got one guy who logs a lot of ice time, even strength. Uh, you've got another guy whose best asset is his long stick. And, man, I, I just – I just don't think they've got. This is going to sound odd because I know people don't necessarily look at this way. I don't think they have enough talent on on their penalty kill. Marner's great. Marner's their best PK. But but I don't think they have. And I don't. I don't know if that's a good thing. You know, I mean, Don Don Cherry and they had this debate: Is it necessarily a good thing that your best penalty killer is the guy who's also one of your best forwards and is going to log all that ice time?
1: Yeah, I I agree. I, mean, I guess it's different. I, I, I'm a big believer. You don't want your 11 million dollar players blocking shots. I've seen too many guys, mm-hmm. you know, break break their foot and stuff uh, blocking blocking some random slap shot in November, and on the you know you you don't want that. At but the then same, you have it at the end of the
2: game, like the other night, and yeah. then you got your whole team coming together. Like that's how your team bonds too. Like partner well, competes, man.
1: I just think it's silly this whole. When Matthews is on the bench, you know, with the Bruins having a few power plays in a row last game, there's a span of like eight nine minutes Matthews was just sitting on the bench. I, I think you gotta, I think you gotta see what the situation in the game is, and then maybe you throw those guys out there. You know, a Tavares. Uh, Tavares knows he's a smart defensive player. He could throw a PK if he hasn't played in a while, just because he doesn't play PK. You throw him out there for a Brown. You know, you throw. he could do the same job on the PKs Those could, just to get keep them in the game, especially tonight. I think that's important. The, the team that keeps their stars in the game is going to be the team that comes out on top. I think
2: the minutes are pretty uh, interesting, though. You have just Morgan Riley who played 25 minutes on the back, end, and then there wasn't one other D-man that broke 20 minutes. And then you look at the Boston Bruins. They have multiple guys that can play over 20 minutes. Look at all the good teams, like in Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. You could have Bufflin, Morrissey playing 25 minutes together. And then the bottom uh D pairing barely plays. But with the Leafs, they seem to be playing all six. But that might be a question mark, too, because you need those top-end guys. You need a guy like Gardner who can play 22, 23 minutes. You can't just have Morgan Riley playing 25, 26, because as the playoffs get going, you're going to need those guys even more.
1: I think Gardner's hurt, though. I think
2: that's why. I think I yeah, I, 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 Bad, think,
1: I think you need something done. Uh, you could just tell, too, the one... He, the one way he turns a little bit doesn't seem any favors the one side. I think something's – He's
0: very um, – yeah, he, he's he's very deliberate. Yeah. You're not seeing the same sort of yeah. speed, quick quick speed we've seen from him in the yeah. past. He's very deliberate. Kind of
1: playing like get through your shift kind of. Right. You know, so so I, I, I've i seen that quite a bit over the years, and I, I, it looks – just oh, I don't know anything, but, uh, um, you know, I don't have any inside information. But just from an outside perspective, I think it's – Whatever he has is bothering him.
0: So explain this to me. We know that both, both coaches, we know that the top two lines are, are, are playing against each other. Um, I look at the Bruins' top line. They've combined for 19 points. Um, and, you know, plus minus being what it is. They're plus four. The Leafs' top line is nine points. They're minus ten. Um, now, okay, four. There are four power play goals, including in, in, including in what Marchand, Pasknuck, and Bergeron. Have, have done in this series but why has that top line been able to dominate the leafs top i'm not going to say dominate because you know john tavares has has had has had some games where he's been really noticeable but certainly in terms of the score sheet they have been contributing more offensively than the leafs top line I'll, andre i'll start with you and then sean well, why is that
1: well I think it's simple, and I think we touched on it uh, early in your show. I think the Leafs' first line is very obvious: and Tavares, Marner, and Hyman. The one question mark there is is Hyman. I think Hyman's a great player. I think he he contributes. I don't necessarily think he's a first line first mm-hmm. liner. And I think um, Tavares and and Marner drive the line, and and Hyman chips in with garbage goals a little bit. But it's it's a lot different on um, when you're playing against top tier players. Um, when you have three players who are all, you know, you look at the Bergeron, Pasternak, Marchette, they could all make plays. They can all score. Any one of them could drive the line. Um, And I I just think when you compare the two, I'm not taking anything away from the Leafs' top line, but when you compare the two, I think one's uh, a top line with three elite players and the other's a top line with two elite players. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what you're seeing the differences. I I don't... uh, any one of those guys on the Leaf top line um, or on the Bloons top lines could have three, four points. Um, there's only two players on the Leafs top line that could have, you know, three, four points in a game. Zach Hyman, we'd all be surprised if that'd be a huge game for him if he did that.
2: Right. I think a big thing is with those Bruins players, they've won before. I mean, you have Bergeron who's won World Juniors, um, World Championships, Gold Medals, Stanley Cup. Great guy, too.
1: Un- unbelievable guy. Yeah, you got Marshawn
2: <laughs> yeah. who's won at at a lot of levels as well. Pastrink's a great player. Yeah. Um, but Bergeron, I mean, 17 face-off wins last game. I mean, that helps your team immensely, right? So yeah. I think it's just age maybe, some... Um, maturity. Yeah. Maturity, yeah. Leadership, winning. I mean, you have John Tavares, who's been in the league for a long time, but he's, I think he's only gone past the first round once, and then they lost. So he's also won some Olympics, but that's back with Team Canada. So I think that's a big thing, just learning how to win. It's tough. And you're playing against a Bruins line that, Not a lot of people like to play against. They're so good in their own end. We talked about the faceoffs. They're frustrating in draws, but they just keep coming at you. They play with a lot of skill, but they play with a lot of grit as well. They play hard. They get pucks in, and they finish their checks, and they're they're little rats out there at times, but Mm. it's effective.
1: I I would like them to see um, the Bruins rely on them so much for their scoring. I, I would like to see whoever they're playing against tonight just have just some offensive zone shifts, Kill time in the the offensive zone. Make that line play defense and take a few shifts away. You know, you take three or four shifts away from that line because they're playing defense. That could be the difference in a game. And mm-hmm. I, I hope um, you know. I, I I always obviously you want Tavares or Marner, whoever they're playing against tonight, to try to score. But at the same time, I think that has to be in the back of your mind. Maybe hey, maybe I don't take this shot from the perimeter. Maybe I rag it in the corner and try to wait for something else and. Worst case scenario, I, I kill, you know, 40 seconds from this top line so the next line could get out there because they rely. The Boston goes. You saw last game when Marchant got that goal, that was a big turning point for them. You know, the whole team kind of picks up and gets that swagger. And Cassidy, he doesn't care
2: who they play against, right? Where sometimes Babcock, he's trying to mix and match lines so much. Like, I hate that. And he's yelling at yeah. you to come off the ice. Yeah. And as a player, you're like, okay, I can go make a play. But now all of a sudden you hear something someone yelling your name to come off like it can be frustrating and i think sometimes he tries to protect his top guys too much and like cassie's not worried about that no and it's funny you know
0: because i i i asked someone one time about okay i keep hearing this how you know the frequent line changes and matching up can 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 bother a player and the guy's point to me was well look when you're on the ice you want to be focused on what you have to do in the ice you don't want to be you don't want to have even 10 or 15 percent of your attention spent sort of looking at the bench. Do I need to come off now? Do I need to come off now? You don't want that.
1: Or focused on who's out there. Exactly. Yeah, the, you, that, that's something you think about. You have the puck and then you notice a, a guy's coming to check you and then you, oh, I'm not supposed to be playing against him. I better yeah. get it in. And you guys know, think that yeah, way. because oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you you don't want to make your coach angry. You, if your yeah. coach wants a matchup, because if you're from a player's perspective, if, if a coach wants a certain matchup and – in in the game, and you're out there against a matchup that scores that you're not supposed to play against, mm. the coach is going to take that out on you.
0: One of Mike Babcock's best coaching jobs, in fact, came in a game seven when he was head coach of the Detroit Red Wings. We'll uh, take a look at that. We'll talk to Sean Mathias about game sevens. You played in a game seven against yeah. Marty Brodeur, right? I, I think thought- we went to double or triple overtime. I thought or? Marty was washed up. I know. Seen Everybody that. thought he was washed up. We'll we talk about so. that. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. It's Leafs Morning Skate on Sportsnet 590, The Fan. Subscribe to our radio shows at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher. No medical exam or health questions will be asked. Sportsnet 590, The Fan, on demand. Now, back to Leafs Morning Skate on Sportsnet 590, The Fan. Offside. Both guys, five minutes each for fighting. Or onside. Oh! Side are you on? Hey, get off my back! All right, let's go. All right, welcome back to least morning skate. It's offside, onside. Jeff Blair, Sean Matthias, Andre Devo. Um, We spent a lot of time talking about Mike Babcock and, and line combinations and juggling and 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 how he's uh, he's done everything but put Marner and Matthews together. And and you know we've talked about this. I think in, in Game Seven, I'm not saying you necessarily throw everything at the wall, but. I would like to see Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner have a, a couple of shifts together. I'd like to see Ennis and um, and, and Moore up with Nylander, give him a little bit of speed. And th- there's a lot you can do. And it kinda, I was thinking about this because I vaguely remember being in California during this series. And I remember I covered part of this series uh, when I was at the Globe and Mail. And it was the 2013... Uh, series between the Ducks and the Red Wings. And uh, Game 7 was in Anaheim. Anaheim was favored in this series. And part of the storyline throughout the series was that Mike Babcock wouldn't break up Pavel Datsuk and Henrik Zetterberg. And finally, going into Game 7, he decided to do it. And I mean, he thought about it in game five and he was going to do it for just just about 10 minutes to sort of confuse Bruce Boudreau. And then but but ultimately, Mike Babcock throughout his throughout his career with the Red Wings as it wound down, always seemed to have difficulty with Zetterberg and Datzik. Not personally, but he was under pressure to break them up. He was under pressure to reunite them. He was under pressure to break them up. He was under pressure to reunite them. And I'm just wondering if uh I'm I'm guys, you know, I, I again I don't think you go into game seven and you completely throw the book out because I think athletes are creatures of habit and they like to know what they're gonna do. But I wouldn't be surprised tonight if we don't see Mike Babcock. I'm not saying go against the form chart, but I can see him maybe I can see him maybe hooking up Marner and Matthews together for a couple of shifts. I can see him pushing the envelope a little bit here, because it sure sounds like He's facing a lot of the same stuff he faced in that Anaheim series. the The difference being that Bruce Boudreaux was, you know, almost anal about matching up lines compared to Bruce Cassidy. But I think we may see a little creative Mike Babcock tonight. What do you think?
1: Andre? I hope. I hope so. I, I, I hope come uh, the second, especially if it's a close game, second, uh, you know, late second, early third period. I I, I want to see the best players on the ice constantly. You know, you get you get down. Uh, to three, two and a half lines, if need be, and and you, you win or lose with your best players, as I said earlier, mm-hmm. and and I want to see. I don't really care about the the line combinations. I just want the best players on the ice constantly to be able to create. And to be honest, if it's if it becomes like that, you know, Boston has last change tonight, so I would like them to do things like that. To maybe Boston's just going to let them play. You know, mm-hmm. if, the, if if uh, Mike Babcock's juggling lines. It might be too hard for Boston to match lines, and it was just gonna. And I think that works in the least favor, so it becomes more of a, as I said earlier, maybe a little bit more open. third so trading you think a he chance. Does it? Do you think he does it? I think if I think if it's a you know a zero zero a one one game going into the you know late second, I I think the bench gets very short, and I think uh, you know he starts p- putting all our dream pairings together for a shift or two.
2: You even with sure? a tie game i think it's only if you see him down by a goal and in the no third period.
1: i i i think because i think in in a in a home you know when you're on the road i think um you know in in boston i i i think you gotta the the later the game goes i think it plays to to boston's favor so, I, the I longer think, it's yeah, closer yeah especially with last change and everything i think uh you know, I, I know I know people would argue the opposite, but I think the, I I know for a fact home crowds play a big difference in a game seven.
2: Not in Florida's case a couple of years ago, <laughs> <laughs> but I I disagree. I think uh, only if they're losing and it's tight. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. If they're losing in t- last ten minutes, I think like you said, the bench will definitely get shorter tonight. Well, I don't the, think yeah. you're gonna see the yeah. fourth line play seven, eight, nine minutes, but. Yeah. If they're down with one goal, I mean, who knows what you'll see. That first line hasn't really been going too much. Matthews has been hot. He's been scoring, so you don't want to mess with him too much. But if they're down by one and there's 10 minutes left, I think you're going to see the big boys playing. They're not even going to come off the ice the first two lines. So who knows what we'll see there. But if it's a tie game end of the second, like you're saying, I can't see him really juggling lines. So you think they, it's more if, if it, it depends on the game situation. I'm thinking he does it to force
0: their hand, but you guys think yeah. it's more the game uh, situation. What if, uh, what if
2: you're tied and you go to overtime and you're just playing the heck out of your first two lines so you don't want them to be tired going to OT but, and you don't want to be messing with the lines if it's but, a but, tie but game? If,
1: but if you, if you load two leaf lines up and you you know one of them is going to get the Marchant matchup, so, so it forces Boston's hand to... You Play against a not as good line. You know, I think that works in the the Leafs' favor. I think I think uh, because it's a road game, because Boston gets last change. I think you have to do things like that to kind of to get an edge, so you kind of dictate a little bit the matchups.
2: That goes back to like why try and reinvent the wheel right now? Why and try to do too much? Like, what's the point of that? You've gotten to this point. Why change it all in game seven?
1: I don't think you're changing in Game Seven, but I I just think you you're have to some tweaks. Yeah, yeah. Well, you well, I I think that's a good word for tweaks. But but if you're Marner, they, they, they got outplayed in Game Six, like pretty, you know, not badly, but uh, I you know, I I thought Boston took it to them pretty good, and I I just think you're going into a team that's playing well at home in a Game Seven. I I just feel. No matter at the end of the day, no matter how the game goes, you, you need to look at that sheet and know that your best players played all over—you know, nineteen, I, twenty, twenty-one minutes. And um, you know, I, I don't care I think how they much,
0: will, but just not changing all the yeah, lineups. So. I'd like to see them get Mitch away from from that first line.
1: That would be my. Well, look what look what Cassidy did with Pasternak. Yeah, it's the same, thing. same and,
0: thing, and and that's and even just it just and what I liked about that Andre is he he said I'm just going to do it at the start of the game. Yeah. You know, he dropped neck, uh, dropped the line at the start of the game, saw that it was going, put him back together. I, oh. you know, to me, it, to me, you do that. You've uh, got to get Marner going to win this game.
1: I, I just think if you give it, um, when when you don't have last change and you, you give a team some different looks, they haven't, you know, you don't show your whole hand. Mm-hmm. And it's, now you could show your your whole hand of what you're going to yeah, do. And, no tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. You don't mind if it's on video. Too. Well, they exactly. tried
2: Matthews and Marner. Uh, a couple weeks before the
1: end of the season, how'd that go? No, they didn't. But uh, I'm saying, but there wasn't much conviction. If, to the, it. Le- if the Leafs were down, tonight just if, if the work. Leafs are down one nothing with with three minutes left, who who are they going to throw out there? That's what I said you earlier. Know, they're, not gonna they're, throw, they're not going to throw. They're not going to. They're not going to throw. Uh,
2: but not. You said at the end of the second period with a tie game.
1: Well, no. So say there's a say there's a TV timeout uh, late in the second period, and, and there's there's six minutes left. You know, are you going to roll down your lines or why not, uh, why not play, play, you know, load up a couple super lines? There's only two, three shifts left in the, you know, four, four shifts max. Why not load up a couple but su- if super it's lines, a double game, shift to, them, try to get a goal?
2: Yeah, but you have to be mindful that it could also go six periods this game.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, I don't know. Can
2: you, you can't really head coach, but why are you yeah, but if it's a one one game, why are you just changing all your lines? I don't understand like the thought process. I mean, you're not
1: that. changing your lines, I, but you're, 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 you know, like when you were in the when when you were in the NHL and there was a TV timeout, the first line always went. If there if there was a minute left in the period or something like that after a play, the the coach loaded. He put his best players out depending where I, the
2: draw is. Yeah,
1: yeah, and, and he put his best players out to try to get a goal. I'm just saying, if you're the Leafs and you don't have last change, uh, if the situation presents itself, I think you load up a couple lines. I don't think you necessarily just because it's written on. Mike Babcock's game sheet that Hyman plays with Marner and Tavares plays. You know, I I don't think it's like that. I think tonight is one of those nights where, hey, there's, you know, we have an offensive zone face-off against uh, after an icing on a, against a fourth line. I'm going to throw it, uh, you know, my best three players. Yeah, uh, if there's like shift, 30 you seconds
2: know? off, maybe you take Hyman yeah, off, you yeah. put Nylander there exactly. or Matthews that, out that, there with and, them. That, yeah. and that's
1: what I'm saying. I think you have to do things like that to get an edge tonight because Boston – um, even though they don't necessarily take advantage of it all the time, they have last change tonight. That's a big advantage in a game seven. Uh um and and I think it, Babcock should just kinda let the leafs play, but I think he might be, you know, he's he's very stubborn his way. I think he'll wanna match lines a little bit. And I think this takes a, this is a way for him to do that without uh really getting in the guys' way of the game and the flow of the game. Gotta to
0: talk to Sean Mathias. Game 7, Conference Quarterfinals, Devils and Florida Panthers. You were right. It was a 3-2, Devils win, uh, 3 minutes and 47 seconds into overtime. Was that the second?
2: I can't remember. Yeah, right. the second, second or third. overtime. Yeah, second. Yeah, um, I was on the ice for that one. Well, I was going to say, again, Adam Hare. See the coach Henry? started messing with the Lions. Yeah. And- <laughs> that's what happening. See, that's
1: why
0: you're That's so, why you're holding yeah. out about the sixth period yeah, thing. Yeah. That's, yeah. See, that's why exactly. I'm calling here. You're talking yeah. from personal yeah, yeah. experience because you were a guy who was out on the ice.
2: Yeah. Um, that's got to be deflating. Just. The wor- and then to see them go to the Stanley Cup Finals, too. Was, yes. Oh, my God. That hurt. Yeah. Especially being out there when the puck bounces over your foot right on the tape of Henrik and he puts a five
1: hole. That's that one's done. That's a bad yeah. feeling. You, you know? also, I, I
2: I, I do have to mention, by the way, that
0: at least according to the game story, you were called for goaltender interference on a goal. Oh, no. The bad Panthers penalty, you too. Yeah, hey? penalty. Bad penalty. Two nothing. Thomas <laughs> Fleischman backhanded but, a shot past Broder. <laughs> But referee Dan O'Rourke immediately waved the goal off and called the penalty in Florida's Sean Mathias for goal-tenning, uh, interference no, Do you that, remember
1: that? video? he, he was traded next? a year later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is, it, no, but, tomorrow, hey, you know there's no video, so you're like, yes, no, I can get away with it.
0: That's got to be just the for, for a player. It's got to be the best thing, but also the worst No,
1: thing I it, don't think it's the best thing at all. I, I, I hated it. I, hated uh, it I mean, it's seven. the
2: best. Like, the atmosphere is amazing. Like, looking back at it, it's a crazy, uh, crazy game, but... It is a lot of pressure. You're nervous. It's uh and when you lose in double overtime like that, it just it sucks.
1: Last wow. year in Slovakia, our team went to the finals. We went down three nothing in the series. We came back three three and then lost in game seven at home. Did you we take got, a
2: penalty in the game seven? No,
1: but we lost five one. It wasn't yeah. even close. So yeah, I I don't like game sevens.
0: I yeah, I, I just you know, obviously never having played a game seven, to me that's it's just gotta be so deflating. To 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 lose a game like that was it was this was the game different at the start like the, the Panthers dressing room was was it different were there guys that went out of their way Sean to try to make it seem normal
2: or no it's more like quiet like even last year with Winnipeg mm-hmm. uh uh we beat uh, Nashville in seven and yeah. guys were it's just a different atmosphere you can you can feel it like everyone's a lot more tense uh you try and keep the energy going the coaches have to do a good job and Maurice did a great job there with keeping guys light and, and loose but. I mean, you're you're so nervous. You're so uptight, and then uh, it's your season on the line. One I mean,
1: mistake. Yeah, one, sure. You're one mistake away from ending your season, and, and guys realize that.
2: Yeah, sucks.
1: <laughs> All right, well, let's
0: see what Game 7 has in store for the Maple Leafs tonight. It will be Leafs and Bruins, 7
1: o'clock. What, what's your prediction again, Jeff? 4-1 uh, so can... Leafs. 4-1. Let's go Leafs. 4-1 yeah. Leafs. Go Mike Leafs, B- come Mike on. Mike
0: Babcock's going he's to he's do a couple of things with the Lions that are going to surprise us. He's playing possum. We need him 3-4 tonight. We need him. Two goals am 3-4, and we're good. Uh, I think uh, expect a big game from Austin Matthews. Yep. Which, I mean, this would be. He's had a great series. He has a big game tonight. He goes down with Leafs lore. Yep. Thanks for doing this, guys. We'll do it again. Yep. Uh, don't go anywhere. Kevin Barker joins me. Baseball Central's next.